Welcome to the Me vs. Me podcast, your weekly dose of practical implementation and mindset strategies towards fitness, weight loss, and your mental health without all the confusion. With over many years in the fitness industry, Pay has helped countless women and men dramatically improve their outlook on life in order to take actions for lasting results. No more yo-yo dieting, deprivation, or inaction, because if you fix your mind, the rest will take care of itself. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to today's episode. Today, we're talking about the moral self-licensing, when being good frees us to be bad. We are quick to beat ourselves up for our apparent lack of willpower. However, the reason why we struggle so much with self-control is often not some innate weakness of our characters, but our lack of understanding how our minds work. There are many willpower traps that we can avoid simply by being aware of certain mental glitches that we all share. One of such glitches is moral licensing, a fascinating phenomenon, understanding of which we can overcoming various willpower challenges much easier. So what is a moral licensing? Moral licensing is particularly interesting mental glitch. Apparently, doing something that helps to strengthen our positive self-image also makes us less worried about the consequences of immoral behavior, and therefore more likely to make immoral choices. For example, studies have shown that people who have just expressed strong disagreement with sexist statements are more likely to then hire a man for a job in male-dominated industry. Because they feel secure about their non-sexist self-image and therefore pay less attention to the possible biases they might have. The exact same thing happens to happens with people who express disagreement with racist statements and then are more likely to to unconsciously discriminate against racial minorities. It seems that being good is where the slippery slope towards being bad starts. Why is moral licensing a willpower threat? You might be wondering, what on earth does moral licensing have to do with willpower? Well, a lot, because this sneaky mental glitch often derails your progress towards achieving your goals without you even realizing what hits you, which gives you the impression that you lack willpower. How many times have you said to yourself, I will start eating healthy from Monday, and then ate ate an extra large McDonald's meal all by yourself, which you flushed down with a liter or two of Coke. I'm totally making this up. People never happen. Um, People never happen to me, by the way. Um, Since you thought that it's okay to go crazy considering that you will start eating healthy from Monday. Well, no, that Monday never comes though. That's just one of the many ways in which moral licensing can ruin your efforts to change despite our best intentions. Let's take a closer look at what it is and what to do about it. How moral licensing derails our progress. Moral licensing can be hard to understand sometimes. In its essence, it's about using something good or justify something bad, often without even realizing it. However, that doesn't say much, does it? Here are some of the most common ways moral licensing manifests in our daily lives. Good versus bad. How being good gives you a permission to be bad. How it works. Any act and any thought that you consider to be good can license a subsequent bad behavior because we feel that we deserve a reward for being so righteous. 
For example, one study has found that merely considering donating to a charity increased, increased participants' desire to go on a shopping spree. The problem here lies not rewarding yourself, but in the fact that our rewards often tend to be the things that stifle our progress towards our goals, even sets us back. Say if you reward exercising with delicious meals, it's likely that you will gain weight as a result. Real life examples, rewarding yourself with junk food, alcohol, expensive items, and so on when those rewards sabotage your efforts to achieve your goals. For example, if you have no intention of eating healthy or losing weight, then it doesn't matter how much junk you eat. But if you want to shed some pounds, then rewarding yourself with junk food isn't the best ideas. What to do about it? Stop seeing every willpower challenge as a test of your character. Sure, we sometimes encounter genuine moral dilemmas, but those are few and far in between. Most of our willpower struggles have nothing to do with vice and virtue. Since eating a cheeseburger or surfing the internet is not exactly a moral downfall, it's best to stop putting good and bad labels on every single thing that you do and start focusing on whether your actions will get you closer to achieving your goals or not, because this way it's easier to avoid the trap of giving yourself rewards that sabotage your efforts. Progress. How making progress gives you a permission to take it easy. So how does it work? Making progress towards our goals often make us feel less motivated to do, to do the work to, <laughs> in achieving them. For example, studies have found that studies who feel good about the amount of time they have spent studying are more likely to drop the books and go out with their friends. Our brain are hardwired to look for shortcuts. It's a way of perceiving or pers- preserving energy, excuse me. And therefore, when you rejoice in the fact that you have made a significant progress towards your goals, your brain happily takes it as a sign that the work is done, time to chill out. It then tunes up the volume and of craving it has been suppressing all this time in order for you to stay on track. This makes it very hard to not to go off the rails. Real life examples, celebrating losing weight by gorging on junk food, rewarding yourself for the progress you have made in your business by reducing work hours and so on. What to do about it? Stop focusing on the progress you've made towards your goal and start focusing on your commitments to achieving it. When you consciously choose to see your progress as a proof of your commitment, like, wow, I've done so much, this must be really important to me. You prevent your brain from saying, okay, work is done, time to party, which makes it much easier to stay motivated until the very end. This is why you see some people totally sabotage their progress by rewarding themselves with food. Keep in mind that ultimately, the results are all that matters. Therefore, it's better to not get enamored with your progress before you achieve your actual goals. Halo effect, how good things make us lose sight of the big picture. How it works. In this context, halo effect is a phenomenon. When our minds, things cast a halo on another thing, which leads us to believe that the the latter has the qualities of the former. For example, studies have shown that people who order Dyke soda in McDonald's are likely to consume more calories overall than those who order regular soda. That's because in their mind, the low-calorie nature of diet soda casts a low-calorie halo on the rest of their meal, which is why they give themselves a permission to order a Big Mac instead of a salad. 
The halo that our good actions cast make us completely delusional about the real impact of our choices. Halo effect doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but this is how our minds work, and we often fall into this trap without even noticing it. Real life examples: spending more money while shopping with coupons that you would have spent shopping without coupons, consuming more calories when you order salads with your lunch than you would have consumed if you haven't ordered any salads with your lunch. Low, ca- low calorie halo, and so on. So, what do you do about it? Pick the most concrete. Measure possible and use it, and decide whether action is compatible with your goals or not. For example, if you're trying to lose weight, you can pay attention to calories, which will allow you not to fall into the diet coke trap when you visit McDonald's. Whether it's smart to go to places like McDonald's when you are trying to lose weight is an entirely different question. <laughs> We don't have any reliable mental accountant in our hands. Therefore, you want to avoid errors caused by halo effect. It's best to make decisions based on data, not your intuition. So, the dreaded "I'll start on Monday." How believing this we will behave? Well, tomorrow makes us behave bad today. So, how does it work? We humans have persistent tendency to expect that we will make different delusion or decisions in the future. How many times have you told yourself that you're going to start something or stop doing something from Monday? We feel justified in doing something bad today because we think that our good actions tomorrow will more than Make up for it. However, as you probably already know from your own experience, that magical tomorrow or Monday or next week, when everything is supposed to change, never comes. This delusional optimism is the reason why years can fly by without us making any significant progress towards our goals. Real life exper-、uh, examples: procrastinating on starting a diet, going to the gym. Saving money and so on because you believe that you will do that someday in the future, and therefore putting it off today doesn't make much difference. So what do you do about it? A good strategy to deal with this is to focus on reducing the variability in the behavior that you want to change, rather than eliminating the behavior itself. For example, studies have found that people who focus on smoking the same number of cigarettes every day are more successful in ultimately reducing their smoking than those who focus on quitting. Smoking altogether. You can apply this in your life. Say, if you want to stop wasting time on Facebook, you can try to focus on spending more, no more than one hour a day on social media, as opposed to trying to quit cold turkey. This will prevent you from saying, "I will quit Facebook on Monday" to yourself while spending four hours a day on it, waiting for that magical Monday that never comes. Another useful trick is substitute the question: Do I want to do this today? Say, skip the gym, with the question: Do I want to? Do I want the consequences for doing this every day, being out of shape? Since that changes your perspective and helps you to stay focused on your long-term goals. You can see that the main mistake that leads to moral licensing is evaluating things in terms of good and bad, rather than asking whether they help us to get closer to our goals or set us back. We like to think that we are motivated by our sense of ethics to a large extent, but we aren't, since most of us simply want to feel good enough about ourselves rather than become a saint. And once that threshold is met, we don't care about ethics. What really motivates us is getting what we want and avoiding what we don't want. That's why we are much more likely to say no to that pizza when we think about it as a threat to our waistline, not as a moral dilemma. 
Stop thinking in terms of good and bad. Start thinking in terms of getting closer or getting further from achieving your goals, and it will be much easier to stay on track. Yes, it sounds absolutely ridiculous, but you do it too. I know, I know. When you read about moral licensing, it seems so absurd that your first reaction is, "I don't do that. There's no way I'm doing that." However, the reality is that although pretty much everyone believes that they aren't affected by mental glitches like this, all of us are vulnerable to them. If And fall into those traps much more often than we think. It's silly and naive to assume that you are somehow exempt from having the same cognitive limitations that all other humans are to subject to. I'm sorry if it sounds harsh, but I call it as I see it. That's why I invite you to take a moment to think about how moral licensing affects you daily, and what's the most important things that you want in life, and common traps that you fall into, and what you can to do to avoid it. So I hope all of this is helpful. I know this one's kind of lengthy, but I found this just super fascinating, and I want to share with everyone. So I will see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Me vs. Me podcast. If you've made it this far, we'll take that you enjoyed the show. We'd love if you would leave us a review and rating on iTunes. We really appreciate your feedback and support. For more details, visit meversmepodcast.com.